You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Still on our journey upwards, and this evening we are talking about the work of ministry. Our focus is on being stewards of ministry. Now, last Tuesday, we did talk about being stewards of ministry. And we talked about how the, the, the mysteries that God wants us to discover covers the Godhead, that is knowing the Godhead, knowing about his kingdom, concerning the knowledge of his kingdom, that these mysteries concern redemption and salvation, that these mysteries concern sin and its operations, then it also concerns resurrection in the age to come. Then it also about the church, the body of Christ. Now, so when we talk about being stewards of mysteries, it means that the person that is journeying upwards and taking up the work of ministry should be should have skillful knowledge or should have adequate and sufficient knowledge when it comes to the Godhead, when it comes to the message of the kingdom, when it comes to redemption and salvation, when it comes to um, sin and its operations, when it comes to the resurrection and the age to come, and when it comes to who the church is or what the church is. This evening, I'm going to particularly zoom in on something that the Lord was speaking to me about on Tuesday. And he also spoke to me about on Wednesday. And this evening, it became clear that this is the message to share. Remember Tuesday, I said that we were going to tell stories and we're going to pray. But I'm going to lay this foundation in the next I'm believing God for the next 20 minutes so that we can pray. We are still talking about stewards of mysteries. Now, I'm going to share something with you. In the beginning of the year, this is what the Lord told me. And I'm going to read what the Lord told me. So, this was on Tuesday, the 21st of December, 2021. 10.22 a.m., the Spirit of the Lord said to me that lock in on the heavenly vision. Lock in on the heavenly vision. A harvest is coming. Reel in, reeling in, rope in, reaping up. Listen very carefully. On Tuesday, the 21st of December, 2021, at 10.22 a.m., the Holy Spirit said to me, Lock in on the heavenly vision. Lock in on the heavenly vision. A harvest is coming. Reel in. Reel as in R-E-E-L. Reel in. Then it continues from reeling in. Then rope in, 
then reaping up. Then the Lord came and said that it was going to be a year of separation, consecration, and communion. And he gave us 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 15 to 18 as our anchor test for the year. So, one of the things that the Lord spoke to me about was locked in to the heavenly vision. Now, it was only about last week, sadly for me, that it made sense. One of the things he said also was that look into the heavenly timeline. Look into the heavenly timeline. Look into the heavenly timeline. But you see, I did not understand this sadly as I said till about a week ago. And it's very sad. And lock into the heavenly vision and look into the heavenly timeline. These are things that concerns the mysteries of the kingdom. These are things that concerns our stewardship. Now, remember, he said that let men account of us as one ministers of Christ and as stewards of the mysteries of God. First Corinthians 4, verse 1. In Isaiah chapter 1, the Apostle Paul, in talking about the mysteries, begins this discourse. No, okay, so let me start. I'm just going to start with how the Lord was speaking to me. I'm not, I won't try to explain things. This evening, whilst I was in church and we were praying, the Lord said, Isaiah 45, verses 10 to 11. Isaiah 45, verses 10 to 11. Now, those who are familiar with the text in Isaiah will know that the text in Isaiah concerns Cyrus, Cyrus, king of Persia. Now, this prophecy was given by the prophet Isaiah, and this prophecy is going to be fulfilled many years from now. Now, when you come to the verse 1, it's going to say that the Lord is speaking to his anointed. This is the word of the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held up. So this message is to one who is anointed by God, one who is appointed by God, one who is chosen by God. Then verse 2 will say that I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will go before you and I will make the crooked places straight. 
Then he says in verse 3, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who has called you by your name, I am the God of Israel. So I am just highlighting this to make a point so that when we talk about verses 10 and 11, it will make sense to you. God is speaking to Cyrus. God is letting Cyrus know that I have chosen you. I have appointed you. I am going to go ahead of you and I'm going to give you victory. I'm not only going to give you victory because when you read, it's going to say specific things that I've left out. When you read the verses um, 2 and 3, they have left some things out. But I'm just interested in particular words. And he's going to say, I'm going to go before you and I'm going to go, I'll give you victory. And not only will I give you victory, but I will give you treasures of darkness. I will give you treasures of darkness. And then I will give you the, the riches in the secret places. Why? So that you will know that I have called you by your name. Now, when we are talking about being stewards of mysteries, one of the things that the Lord was speaking to me about was that being a steward of mysteries is, is just as he told me in the beginning of the year. Lock into the heavenly vision and look into the timelines from the heavenly perspective according to the decisions of heaven. So verse 10 and 11 says that, I saw it posted here, Woe unto him that said unto his father, What begettest thou? Or to the woman, What hast thou brought forth? That says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, his maker, ask me of things to come concerning my sons. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands command ye me now the new king james version says that woe to him who says to his father what are you begetting or to the mother what have you brought forth that says the lord the holy one of israel and his maker ask me of things to come concerning my sons concerning my chosen ones concerning my appointed ones concerning those i have redeemed concerning those i have saved and concerning the work of my hands command you command me so it, it stands to reason from this test that if i ask god of the things to come of the things concerning his sons I am qualified to command the hand of God to move in a particular way. If I ask God what is to be, and God says that I am going ahead of you, this is the path I have prepared, these are the events that are supposed to happen, then the Bible says that then we can command God concerning the work of his hands. Now, 
why is this important to understand this we go to ephesians chapter one we are going to read ephesians chapter one then we are going to read ephesians chapter three now bear with me because it's very important we will tell stories and we will pray In the book of Ephesians chapter 1, we all know the popular story is the place where the apostle is talking about God giving us um, revelation. Now, this is how it starts. I'm starting from verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus of blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So now we see again the emphasis on locking to the heavenly vision, seatings from the heavenly timeline, because we have been blessed already with spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Now, remember, before the foundation of the world now begins to tell us that God is dealing with time. He is now dealing with time that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoptions as sons. Remember what we read in Isaiah 45. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons. So he has predestined us to adoption as sons by Christ Jesus in himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us all in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself. Verse 10 that in the dispensation of the fullness of times that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him i'm repeating verse 9 and 10 again having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him then he says in verse 11 that in him we also have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So right here in Ephesians chapter 1, you realize that the mystery is tied to time. The mystery is tied to time. That in the dispensation of the fullness of the times. So the mysteries are tied to times. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. In Ephesians chapter 3, when I start reading from verse number 2, it says that 
if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace. Now, he, he, he begins to remind us also the dispensation. The moment dispensation comes there, he is drawing our attention to time. The stewardship of God's grace, which he has entrusted to me to dispense to you for your benefit. So he is saying that if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which he has given to me for you, so the dispensation is an accession to time is a pointer to time then he says how that by revelation now remember we talked about mystery that mystery is the word mysterion and it is a secret knowledge that is given to those who are initiated into a cult or special knowledge given to people who belong to a particular society and here we are talking about divine secrets. So it is a mystery is the knowledge of the initiates. Then we've also come to know that the only way we know mystery is by revelation. And revelation is a supernatural disclosure by the Holy Spirit into the mind of God, into the purposes of God, into the plans of God. So, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which you read and may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages, which in other ages, it is also reminding us of time, which in other ages, was not made known to the sons of men and i've told you that the sons of men is a reference to the common people but he says that as it has now been revealed by the spirit to the holy apostles and prophets it has been revealed to the uncommon people those who have embraced the uncommon life then he continues to say that that the gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body partakers of his promise in christ through the gospel of which i became a minister according to the gift of grace given to me by, by the effective working of his power to me who was less or who was least of all the saints this grace was given that i should preach among the gentiles the unsearchable riches of christ and make all see and make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery there is a fellowship to the mystery there is a communion there is a community to the mystery which from the beginning of the ages once again our attention is drawn to time which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in god who created all things through jesus to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose. Once again, look into the heavenly vision, look into the heavenly timeline. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence. Through faith in him. 
So our boldness, our access comes when we have understanding into the timelines of God, into the plans of God. We are able to command the hand of God and demand specific results when we know. In the book of Daniel chapter 9, Daniel says, and I understood by the books according to the prophecy by the by prophet jeremiah that it was appointed to judah to be in babylon for 70 years and he says that and when i got to know that the time has been accomplished i went to god in fasting and in prayer to ask for the forgiveness of sins for myself and for my people and to ask that let the freedom that was promised be released so because he had insight into the timeline he was able to make a demand of god by understanding the timeline people of god we are disadvantaged we cannot see the glory of god we cannot experience the power of god because when when it comes to the work of ministry you see many people are explaining the work of ministry to be a set of activities that you do to create an environment for god to move but technically the work of ministry is more about looking into the timeline of god to be able to know that what god has appointed for the times and the seasons and that is why we are told that the sons of Issachar, when they understood the times, they were able to advise their brethren concerning what to do. We don't know what to do in our lives because we don't know that which has been determined for us. The Bible says in Isaiah 45 that God said, ask of me of things to concerning my sons we are supposed to ask god that things the work of ministry is to what are the time you know in ghana was an opportunity for the church of ghana to rise up to take hold of ghana but we missed our chance If the church had understood that in the year 2020 and beyond, a hardship was going to come upon the nation, and that hardship was going to require that the nation should raise three to five billion dollars to be able to salvage the economy, if the church had understood, you realize that then the church would have raised men men that could rise in business the church could have commanded the hand of god concerning the people in the church that were owning business that god will give them ideas that god will give them creations that god will give them inventions that god a time is going to come that ghana will need help ghana will need saving and it will be an opportunity for the church to take over the nation and because we did not understand that which was spoken according to the timeline, because we did not look into the timeline of God, we could not command the hand of God concerning that which will happen in our day. One man 
can dish out $44 billion to buy a company. But an entire nation is going, is collapsing for just a little over $3 billion. We are selling the nation to devils for $3 billion. Why? Because the church could not be a good steward of the mystery of God. The mystery of God concerning the times. The mystery of God concerning the seasons. The mystery of God concerning that which should be. We are interested in a lot of things, but we are not interested in the plans of God. Because you see, the Bible says in Ephesians 3 that he's going to cause everything to happen according to the counsel of his will. When I was thinking about this, we are about to pray. The Lord reminded me of a vision that he, he showed to one of his prophets who is going to be with the Lord called Bob Jones. How in the 1979, this man had a vision and he was taken to the beach. And when he was taken to the beach, the, what, the Lord said that he had brought him to the place called the Sands of Time. And one of the quotes from his journal concerning this vision is that he said that he saw great men such as Elijah, Elisha, John, many martyrs, even the Apostle Paul. All of them, they will place their hand in the sands of time and they will come out with a treasure box. But when they opened the box, the, it was an old shoe box and they will realize that the box was empty. And the, the, the man of God, Bob Jones, says that anytime they put their hands in the sands of time to bring out a voice, he could hear them ask, is it my time? Is it my time? Then all of them, anytime they put their hands in the sands of time, they came out empty. The shoebox was empty. And the Lord Jesus commanded Bob Jones, he said, I put your hand. He said, everybody has come up empty. He said, I told you to put your hands in there. And when he put his hands in there and he took hold of the shoebox and opened it, he realized that it was full of envelopes. And from that day onward, God began to show him the timelines of the things he's about to do. One of these days, we are going to take time and talk about the things he saw. But what am I saying? In Genesis chapter 31, Jacob said that in the season where the goats were meeting, I lifted up my eyes and I saw a vision in a dream. And I saw the angel of the Lord standing before me and said, Behold, when the goats mate with the flock, behold, they give birth to spotted, they give birth to speckled. He came out. And his father, his uncle Laban came and said that, I want to enter into a new contract with you. And he said that, okay, I understand. Now all the goats are mine. 
all the flock is mine so when the flock give birth if the offspring is of a particular type it is mine if it is not it is yours but imagine that a sheep a white sheep gives birth to a black sheep it's not possible but you see when he saw in the vision he entered into the the plan of god he entered into the timeline of god he entered into the future he saw that which was to come so in his contract negotiation he negotiated that which was to come and he said that well if at any point in time they give birth to speckled spotted and another one are forgotten they are mine the uncle looked at the situation he knew it was not going to be possible so he laughed and he agreed he laughed and he agreed it's like saying that a a, a german shepherd is going to give birth to a bulldog it's, it's it's an impossible situation but he did not know that because he had entered into the future he had also been giving the he entered into the future and he saw how it happened so the bible says that while they went to drink water from the trial he will put the stick in it and as they beheld the stick they gave birth to spotted to speckle people of the mystery of god is it's not it's not about saying that i've had wild visions the wild visions that you are having did it unveil the plan of god did it tell you what will happen in december 2022 did they tell you what will happen in january 2023 did they tell you what will happen in february 2023 did they tell you what will happen in the second quarter of 2023 did they tell you what will happen in 2025 that wild encounter you had what what wisdom did you come out with from that encounter future tell me what will happen in the future so that i can command your hand that i can command your works that i can command your power that i can command your manifestations lift your voice and begin to pray with me god bless you for listening maranatha the lord comes